The key to sustainable leadership lies in the ability to thrive in uncertainty, ambiguity, and change. Grand Heron International brings you the Coaching Assistance Program, giving your employees on-demand coaching to manage through a challenging situation and arrive at a solution. Visit grandheroninternational.ca slash podcast to learn more. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to the Keep Leading Podcast, a podcast dedicated to promoting leadership development and sharing leadership insights. Here's your host, the Leadership Accelerator, Eddie Turner. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Keep Leading Live. I am your host, Eddie Turner, the Leadership Accelerator. I work with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact through the power of facilitation, executive and leadership coaching, and professional speaking. Keep Leading Live, like the Keep Leading Podcast, is dedicated to leadership development and insights. And I'm excited to come to you on yet another Monday at a different time for a very special guest. Can't wait to tell you all about her momentarily. And I'm going to encourage you to follow my guest on social media if you're not already doing so. Do you have a crucial conversation that you need to have, but you're avoiding it because you don't have the right words? Do you have a friendship that is suffering or a work relationship because you've actually already said the wrong thing? It's happened to us all. If that's the case for you, then you, like myself, we need to learn how to say it skillfully. And that is a trademarked phrase and a trademarked series by my guest today. My guest today has a 90-second video series designed to help leaders learn how to interact in a powerful, open, and honest manner at work. The series is called Say It Skillfully, and it's by the amazing Molly Shang. So let me tell you just a couple more things about Molly. She helps executives build powerful chemistry to lead skillfully as one cohesive unit. She spent more than 20 years at Cisco and U.S. Filter, an early roll-up on Wall Street, integrating more than 80 acquisitions around the globe. She has this series, and she's one of Marshall Goldsmith's 100 coaches. I'm excited to welcome the amazing Molly Shang. Eddie, it's just an honor to be with you and i love your passion so infectious and it's it's made my week already all right so molly tell me what did i miss about your amazing background what should everyone know before you start helping us with our communication challenges well i've had a varied background i'll start just by saying there's really hope for everyone because i didn't speak english until i was five pretty much terrified going to school 
was I'm an introvert by design. I derive my energy from within. So this whole say a skillfully capability is something that one can learn. Everyone can learn and get better at it. Um, I guess to the way, the best way I would share of myself is not by all the CV bio things, but I'd say um, in a word, my passion is ignite. Um, and my purpose statement is with heart, creativity, oh and compassion. I inspire myself and others to have the courage to be true to ourselves, dream big, and harness the wow power of us so that together we're a force of nature and anything is possible. Mm. That's my residential. <laughs> That's what I do. That's who I am. It's created a great grounding for me. And it's just a, an honor, Eddie, to be here with you and have a chance to chat with folks today. Well, I already love what you said already, <laughs> especially when you're talking about Ignite, you know, because my, my tagline is accelerate performance and drive impact. And so you need ignition. You need to ignite to be able to accelerate. So I love it. So say it skillfully. Where did that come from? So uh, first, we want to honor um, our mentor and friend, Marshall Goldsmith, who created this wonderful, I call it a bit of our coaching club. Um, and he really modeled generosity. Um, he's very successful and wanted to give away everything he uh, knows for free. He's later in career. Um, and so I didn't really see any reason to wait uh, until I was 70 to do that. And part of what I saw about a year ago was that Gallup put out some research, 85% of the world's employees, 85% are disengaged or actively disengaged at work, $7 trillion of lost economic productivity. That's a lot of money and I just in myself I'm like what that just I can't get my head around that much human potential going to waste first and foremost and then it made it really real in that whether it was I had executive vice presidents managing directors deans of universities through individual contributors telling me Molly I can't say that and I'm like senior people can't say that junior people can't say that First of all, for the individual, you know, here you are, you've worked hard, you've made sacrifices, and you're not able to contribute fully. Mm -hmm. And then for the organization, I created this term shared reality I use. It's being on the same page. You're not going to have an accurate shared reality. You don't hear the different viewpoints, the dissenting voices, the differences, and align on those. And if you don't have, if you're not, if you don't have a shared reality, you're not going to make the best decisions. You're not going to execute with speed or get to your greatest outcomes. And I, that's a drag. <laughs> and so... I found that it wasn't the psychological safety because I can give you that in like an hour. I mean, people fundamentally want to trust. I don't know many leaders who say I really wanted to create a scary environment that no one tells me what I think I need to hear. Mm -hmm. However, what happens is if we don't have the words that in my, in my voice that I can feel like I'm not going to look bad um, or offend someone else, right? If I don't feel like I can say it that way, I'm just not going to say it. And so you have this epidemic of people holding back. Well, where does that come from, this, this fear that we don't have the right words? So I think the, the part about relationship, and I've talked about, you know, you can think of your job along task and relationship. Task, you hit the strategy, hit the number, make the deadline. And the relationship, navigating our interactions with ourselves and with others. With ourselves and with others. And when we're not as comfortable with our own self and where we are, which is the starting point, it's hard to kind of then go out. It's much easier to say, well, my boss, Eddie, he's not making it safe. And so therefore I can't say it. Now, I'm not saying that there isn't some truth on both sides, mm -hmm. but I think a lot of folks like to kind of sit back and blame the other. And you can for sure have these instances where you see someone say something and they get penalized. 
for sure, right? Now, right. most of the time the leaders are not trying to penalize, but they're not aware that that dynamic happened. So unless someone tells them that, they're going to kind of do a do loop and repeat that. I mean, how many leaders have we said, we want to innovate, we want to innovate, you get it, you want to innovate. Someone goes out on a limb, innovates, really does try to do the right thing, but it fails. And instead of a golf clap, amazing, we get it, we're making, you know, we're learning, we're making new mistakes, they get kind of hammered. That has to happen only once, and the rest of the organization is like, note to self, not exactly safe to make mistakes. Yes. And so in those environments, when people find that they can't be themselves and they can't use their own voice, what impact does that have on the bottom line? You've described it in, in terms of the, the message it sends, but is there a barometer you can put around that? Other than the, the Gallup study of the seven trillion, you know, I, I we just you've seen this with folks. You can talk to people at work and they'll just say we did this over again. We've made this mistake before. We knew yeah. this was going to happen. And so. You know, you think about a system, a group of people in some interdependent relationship, you know, all these folks have a different view. The mm -hmm. folks at the, at, I call it at the edge, salespeople, boy, they're going to really see the trends first and foremost, right? I remember my early Cisco days and it was a bit about selling software and it, it must have been three or four years. And it was kind of a joke. Finally, in the glass house, they've heard the message. And it's not that they don't want to hear, but something that might be a pain point at the edge kind of works its way to the top and it gets kind of dull. And by the time it gets to the top, that's not really a big issue. And so creating the habit and the responsibility that I would call it like the bad news, the tough news has to travel even faster mm -hmm. is everyone's opportunity. It's not just, you know, uh, the, the people who see it, well, they should be telling us a lot of times. Well, we've said we want to hear all the bad news. So it's for sure. They may have said that, but mm -hmm. if people don't feel like, They've seen it in action where it's been rewarded. You've talked to, to Marshall. When someone gives us tough information, the first thing you want to say is, gosh, thank you. Thank you. May not have been that easy to say that. Just want to honor you're doing that and send a message to everyone else here that we want more of that. Yeah. So really basic. Took, what, 15, 12, 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. Very, people are noting, wow, did you see that? And then that leader asked for more. Mm-hmm. Ask for more people, like we need, because that's when we embrace the differences, that's when we can really harness the best of all of us. To this whole notion of the diversity and the inclusion, you know, sometimes I get a little jaded myself because I think people throw those words around. Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, you want to really embrace that. You know, Eddie, you look at it differently than I do. Rather than listen to defend, how about listen without defending? Yes. And so you've said several things there that are, are challenging for people listening without defending, really listening to be able to make adjustments, but then also having the, the, the courage to speak up and then un understanding kind of like the, the dynamics of our different environments, especially with what's unfolding around us right now. There's a lot of charged issues that are uh, in the workplace that are going undiscussed, un un. Uh, they're not unhidden. They're not hidden, rather, because people are aware of it. They just want to talk about it. So you gave us one strategy there about how we can deal with this. What's another strategy if we are facing that? We're listening to this conversation you and I are having that we can take to be able to, to say it skillfully. Yeah, I think there's a whole range. I think oftentimes to the point of the self, it's like it's about me. It's always about obviously we're defending, we're worried, we're taking care of ourselves, And I don't want to make that wrong or bad at all. 
to get a good relationship oneself is to create, I think, a greater sense of self-assurance and security saying, you know, you believe what you believe. You're doing what you think is right. It may not be right, but know that your intention is positive. And when you have positive intention and you communicate that, it really creates, I think, an opportunity to go forward and say what you want to say. When you think about, so this, I unpack the word relationship on three dimensions, your emotional intelligence, what's going on for me? Can I articulate what's going on for me? Think of that, your internal self-awareness. Then your social intelligence, your ability to empathize with someone else's emotional experience and really connect. And that's so fundamental to trust. At the highest level as a relationship system intelligence, who are we together? Husband, wife, two people, third entity is the couple. They're in the same couple, but have a different relationship of being in the couple. So a team, you know, the ability to walk in each other's shoes, to empathetically understand, feel like what it's like for the other departments is really fundamental to collaboration and powerful group identity. And if you sit, sit back and say, you know, what's right for the whole? What's right? If that's the default, because you're comfortable enough going, I'm going to be okay. What's right for the whole? You can start to see how, wait a second, I'm noticing that we seem to be hearing from a, a different point of view, one point of view. We're not hearing from some others. So many people feel like they need to chime in and be right, right? Right. I mean, Marshall noticed that one of the worst habits of, of, of leaders is trying to be right all the time. Let right. that go. Hey, I'm noticing, you know, we've heard from a lot of similar voices, a lot of voices we haven't heard from. How about if folks who haven't had a chance to chime in, chime in? Right? So that's, so for us introverts type, sometimes we actually need to be invited in. It's not so easy for introverts to jump into the dialogue. However, lots of insight intelligence perspective that everyone has. And I think that's part of the opportunity for our team, I think, to co-create, hey, you know, we've got all these people, we're paying all these people to come to work here. Are we actually feeling like we can bring our whole selves and be our best? Because if we do that, we think we're gonna contribute more and the company will do better. Do we want the company to do better? Oh, we do want the company to do better. So I think it's obviously, Eddie, we want leaders to be signaling this from the top, right? at the top, but it's sustained at the base. And I want to empower folks throughout an organization to notice, you know, I'm wondering, is this as, is this as good as we can make? Are we creating enough openness? Are we debating issues as much as we need to, to get to the right answers? And anyone in the organization can be doing that in the spirit of supporting the whole. Wonderful. And it, I talk a lot about emotional intelligence, but you introduced two there that I don't talk about a lot. Uh, so systems intelligence and social intelligence. I like those two. So I'm going to do a little bit more reading on those. I can send you some stuff on that. I bet. How do you address the unsaid in conversations at work? And people talk about knowing the culture and the politics before speaking up. So how do you coach leaders to speak up? This notion of shared reality is bubbling it up, right? And so let's say this unsaid. You're thinking hmm, something more needs to be said. The other person's thinking something needs to be said, but it's not shared reality because you're you don't you both don't know that the other person knows it. I know this sounds crazy, but an easy thing, you know. I gosh, I acknowledging what's been said. I really acknowledge folks leaning into the conversation. I appreciate people's openness. Notice the positivity that are starting with that, and then I'm wondering. I just have a sense that we might be holding back. Now, you didn't say people are holding back. There was no accusing people holding back. You're just curious, the meta skill of curiosity, genuinely not judging. You know, I'm, I'm wondering, in a sense, I feel like people are holding back. In fact, I'm just going to go out on a limb. Let me just put this out 
Is anyone thinking this? And they may say, no, someone may say, no, I'm not thinking that. Thank you. What is on your mind? So you're, again, you're not trying to put words in people's mouths. Helping create, you know, the on-ramps for people to come on in is a really great advocacy role. Um, I know a lot of folks often do feel like, well, I'm sharing, but I know a lot of people don't. I said, well, okay, so now how can you be an ally to those people to help them find their voice? And I also think, you know, whether you're the leader or part of a team, setting the stage, hey, if someone has a different point of view, we one, we welcome it, and two, it's, it's everyone's responsibility. We need people to share it. Because heaven forbid, we go into this client situation and we haven't considered all the angles. Would anyone want us to go in and not consider all the angles? Right. So it's that kind of language. Hopefully that helps. I am talking to the amazing Molly Shang. She helps leaders communicate better by helping them to say it skillfully. And uh, I'm going to take a quick break right now, Molly, to acknowledge a few friends of the Keep Leading podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Eddie Turner, LLC. Organizations who need to accelerate the development of their leaders call Eddie Turner the Leadership Accelerator. Eddie works with leaders to accelerate performance and drive impact. Call Eddie Turner to help your leaders one-on-one as their coach or to inspire them as a group through the power of facilitation or a keynote address. Visit eddieturnerllc.com to learn more. This is Chester Elton the apostle of appreciation. And you're listening to the Keep Leading Podcast with the one, the only, Eddie Turner. Right now, I want to transition and just tell you a little bit about some of the folks that help keep this show going. Uh, This month, I want to acknowledge Goldman Sachs, Starbucks, Progressive Insurance, and we always have uh, our friends over at Grand Heron International. So I need to tell you about my friends at Grand Heron International. The key to sustainable leadership lies in the ability to thrive during uncertainty, ambiguity, and change. Grand Heron International brings you the coaching assistance program, giving your employees on-demand coaching to manage through a challenging situation and arrive at a solution. Visit grandheroninternational.ca slash podcast to learn more. So we're going to come back to our conversation we're having here with Molly Shang. Molly, before we took our short break, you were giving us some really nice tips about how we can say it skillfully. And you answered the question from Monica. As we go forward now, what I want to talk to you about is this phrase that you've used. You said, be your best friend, not your worst enemy. Tell our guests what that means. So often, and I think a big part of um, why say it skillfully took off literally like, you know, millions of views of videos. I have a radio show. It's that people really embrace when I said, we're all part of the problem and we're all part of the solution. We're all part of the problem and we're all part of the solution. And so often I think that it's just easy to blame and it's not about making you a bad or wrong person, but it is about owning it. Um, And I think that be your best friend, not your worst enemy. I see so many people. And if you ask them, to give advice to a friend, they would say they would be empathetic, they would acknowledge and appreciate what they've done. 
when they talk about themselves, they're beating themselves up. They are, I can't believe I did that again. Why did I do that? I mean, super negative self-talk. I just had a long conversation with my mother about this, about her tennis. Okay, everything, folks who have been following me know that everything comes back to tennis. And I said, Mom, you know, you're so supportive. She's a nurse, for goodness sakes, right? She knows how to nurture and support. Yet when she makes mistakes on the court, you would think that the world is coming to an end. So the ability, literally, to think in, and yourself talk about, you know, how could you help encourage yourself rather than be your worst enemy and neuter, you know, otherwise degrade yourself is an opportunity. Um, I had on, a, on my radio show, a gal called in and says, look at, I'm going for a promotion. I know I am I qualified, you know, I'm not sure, however, that the boss actually supports me, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like this. So we talked it through. And at the end, I asked her what her top takeaway was. She goes, you know what? I'm not coming into that conversation positively, nor with confidence. Oh, wow. What an epiphany. Because do we expect someone to promote us when we are not very positive and we're not very self-confident in ourselves? Why would that be a good thing? And so I'm not saying to be delusional about one's capabilities at all. However, you've got to realize that you know, you've got to be out there advocating for yourself and feeling positive about it. And that's yeah. the energy that other people will be like, look at this can do. She even said she's not sure how she's going to do it, but you just know she's going to figure it out. Going to figure it out. Good. Well, what is the most difficult or the toughest communication conversation that you've ever had or coached someone through? Please tell the story. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And before I get to that, I'm going to do some real time modeling. Um, and I talk about owning it. Right. And so at the beginning of this, I didn't say to Eddie that my name's Chinese name. It's a German spelling of a Chinese name. And the T.S. is silent. So it's a little tricky. It can be Shang, but it's actually Chang. And so I just okay. want to open up saying, hey, so here I am. I didn't. Eddie's doing awesome. Let me own that. I didn't give you that, but I don't want folks to to have the incorrect pronunciation, so I'm going to share it with you. Now. I so, apologize. Thank you. And there's no need for apology. <laughs> I am not saying it skillfully. <laughs> you were very skillful. I was the one who missed out. So here we go. Right? This is awesome. I'll change it up a little bit. I would say the absolute toughest conversations are for folks who really, 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 really take things very personally. Okay? So they can get feedback about their actions And even though you can intellectually, you know, relay to them how it's not personal, we love you as a human being, you're an amazing soul, right? They, it's just in their DNA. They take it very, very, very personally. Um, And I think those are the times where, and I am an engineer by training, so I can be very logical and really cut it down and um, and at the same time, my mom was a nurse. You know, my dad's like a double E physicist. My mom's a nurse. So I can... I can be like a marshmallow. Um, and I would say having the balance to be uh, a really tough love um, to help someone just own the fact that the actions aren't perhaps serving the way they think and not setting them into a downward spiral where they feel very bad about themselves. And again, we can say that you shouldn't feel bad about yourself. We're not doing things to make you feel bad, but when they kind of feel bad, that's a tough place. So those are the trickiest ones for me. 
And so I appreciate you uh, walking us through this and your uh, ability to help so many people every week say it skillfully is uh, quite a gift. So tell us your biggest success. I mean, has anyone written you and said, hey, listen, that video you gave last week, it really helped me. I, I appreciate the question. I cannot even tell you how gratifying it is, like all the time, all the time. People write in Serbia, far Malta, all over the planet. I mean, the show is, is heard in 80 some countries, right? And uh, people who've gotten, you know, I got $10,000 more raise because you helped me to say it. <laughs> and so it's, you know, it's not, you know, when you, you do this because I, I do it because it's a passion project. It's what's who I am. Um, it's just really, and I'm an impact driven person. So it's really gratifying for me to know that people are out there and in a skillful way, putting themselves um, in, in positions to be more successful to achieve what they want to achieve, to get what they deserve. And, you know, I, I, I mean, literally it, for a while, it was a little bit crazy. I would I had Bruce Kazanoff, you know, in, in our group as well. I'd send him, I'm like, can you believe this one? I mean, people, and then at home, people would, the, really the most important relationships are relationships at home. And I had one early client and, and she, she took it to heart. She said to her husband, yeah, gosh, Darling, would you would be a huge help if you would just take out the trash? You know, it's right over there. I would make, mean the world to me, really be a big help. And she had been nagging on the trash for a year. And he turned around, he said, What is wrong with you? What do you want? He was like so, so suspicious. But she said, you know, when you when you can own it and let exhale genuinely anger or frustration, which may be again very legitimate. And 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 show up. It's what's going to serve the work, serve the conversation. Uh -huh. It's magical. It's really it is. It, it, and I had a very senior financial services executive, and and she came back. She goes, "I did it." I'm like, "And and?" She's like, "It worked." <laughs> it's almost like in her own disbelief. I'm like, "Yeah, it actually does. It does work." So you're helping save marriages and careers. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I'm here to serve however I can, Eddie. I love it. So appreciation. One of my videos, if you haven't seen it, so Alan Mulally is one of our idols, and um, he's been an amazing mentor. He turned around. He was a senior at Boeing. He turned around Ford, um, and he talks about love and love and appreciation. And, boy, I tend to be pretty positive. I have leaned into that 10x and it's given me a hundred X impact. And I, by that, I don't mean gratuitous, disingenuous pat on the backs, but just, gosh, you know, Eddie, thank you for, thanks for staying late at work. I know that, 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 you know, was a bit of a sacrifice at home and I really appreciate it. You know, I know the team was doing a lot of emails on Saturday morning when you should be at swim practice. Mm -hmm. Thanks very much. Tiny snippets show that you want to pay attention and that too, you're really acknowledging people. And so that little bit of positivity, the most successful teams are, they're very positive. That is an attribute of them. You can have tough times, brutal times, in fact, but still have that can do positive. We'll make it happen feeling. And I just want to encourage that for everyone. Cause that's free. You can do that for free. It doesn't cost you anything. Love them up. It says Alan Mulally. Thank you, Molly. I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you. What's the, the, the overarching message that you want to leave with all of our listeners today? I, my dream state for you is so that you can be who you are and say what needs to be said and, and saying it skillfully 
it is vital to your success, right? It's a capability that's going to help you be you. Um, and it's going to, by example, help others be who they are. And when folks are bubbling up the different realities, you're going to work and get to an accurate shared reality to be on the same page. And then you can make the best decisions, execute with speed, get to great outcomes. Um, it's, it's more rewarding. It's more impactful. And I just encourage folks to, to really have the faith that it can happen. And I get that for some people, oh, this can never happen. It can. And it really starts with each and every one of us. It does. It does. And hey, listen, do you have a TED Talk for us to view or reference? So great because I have one drafted and I'm in touch with one of the TEDx folks and I'm trying to, they're trying to figure out like, what are they doing? But that's been on my list. And um, absolutely. That's culmination of all this is I'd love to get it. And by the way, I'm going to be reaching out to you because we're going to need help having people (laughs) take a look at it. So Molly, where else then can people learn more about you and how can they connect to you? So would be grateful if folks would go to sayitskillfully.com because that's not on LinkedIn and everyone can access that. You can sign up on my mailing list. I don't pepper you with emails. It's just when there's a video out, I'll send it to you. And it gives you an easy way to forward to people. Uh, on sayitskillfully.com or some of the other things I'm involved with, if you go to About Me, follow me on LinkedIn. And then I would really warmly welcome any of you to call into my radio show on Tuesdays, 11 a.m. to noon East Coast time, and you got a live chat, ask me whatever's going on, and know that what you're doing is, sure, we're helping you with your conversation, but we're modeling for a lot of folks that we all need help, um, and you're helping folks you know, understand different ways to say a situation that they have as well. So a lot of the problems people have are very similar, um, and uh, we can show the links. The Voice America platform is where I have my Say It Skillfully show. If you have Alexa, apparently you can yell into Alexa, play, say it skillfully, Alexa, and my show will come on, which I think is hilarious. So we're on, we're on all the podcasts. Alexa makes it easy, right? So we're going to put all of those links into the show notes so that folks can follow you. We need to get you up a little bit higher. You feel 58,000 is not just quite enough. So we're going to tell everybody who's listening to the Keith Lady podcast, the Keith Lady live to follow you, Molly, and uh, to look for that TED talk that's going to be coming out pretty soon. Thank you. I am grateful to you, Eddie, for this opportunity. And it's just a gift. I look more uh, forward to more uh, ways we can collaborate. I do too. So thank you for being a guest on Keep Leading Live. That does it for this episode. Just another reminder that leadership is not about our title or our position. Leadership is about activity. Leadership is action. It's not the case of once a leader, always a leader. It's not a garment that we put on and take off. You and I must be leaders at our core and allow it to emanate in all we do. And as Molly said today, in all we say. So whatever you're doing, always keep leading. Thank you for listening to your host, Eddie Turner, on the Keep Leading Podcast. Please remember to subscribe to the Keep Leading Podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen. For more information about Eddie Turner's work, please visit eddieturnerllc.com. Thank you for listening to C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.